Hello everybody, I am finally back and you are listening to See From The Panel, a comic book discussion and review podcast. My name is Cole Harvey, I'm here with the head Ramen. Hello everyone. Uh, today I think we're just going to be catching up on um, stuff that I've been reading while I've been gone. Fahed's going to tell me all the stuff he's been reading while he's been gone. I mean, it, it, it's been... I assume you've read a decent bit of comics since since we've last talked. I have. A lot of the stuff for the last few weeks, I'm trying to get into horror comics because it's October, but I would say definitely the highlight that I've been waiting to talk to you about um, was an adaptation comic published by Dark Horse over here. I'm not sure... I think it's in the UK as well, published by someone else. Um, it's called Nyork. It's it's uh, originally a novel, I think, by St- Stefan Wool or something okay, of that. I haven't heard of it at all. Yeah, it's very strange. It's like a very old classic sci-fi post-apocalyptic thing, but it was adapted by Olivier Vatine, and he is like absolutely incredible. So this thing, I don't even know how to explain it to you. It's a post-apocalyptic science fiction about um, a little boy that is um, kind of the outcast of the group. And this thing goes from, like, cavemen with spears to then fighting aliens to then essentially, like, almost a superhero, like, he's a Superman, Dr. Manhattan-level powerful figure. And it's very strange. I wouldn't say it's for everyone. I, I read it, and I was, like, kind of scratching my head. Uh, but the the journey is so strange. It's like, I mean, it's like four different genres in one, I would say. Um, there's like battles with sea creatures and aliens and there's science fiction rocket ships and there's like spear battles. It's very strange. I would recommend it, but I mean, I just wanted to recommend it because it's nothing like any science fiction I've read before. It's very like detached. It's very, yeah. I'm not sure when the original novel was written, but what's what's uh, the name? Can you uh, say the name of the, the, the original novel and, and the author again, please? It's it's Nyork, so it's N I O U R K. Okay. Uh, it looks like 1957, and so it's called that because basically this whole thing is on a post-apocalyptic Earth where they've kind of twisted all the names of places. So Nyork is New York, and they have like, you know, all all the geography of of North America is uh kind of twisted into like this new fantasy map that they're on, um, and that's kind okay. of the, the setting, and it gets it balls to the wall from there. Uh, the the main character is called black child and he gets like yeah it i mean i don't want to go too deep on it because we're just kind of brushing over some stuff today yeah. but uh it is very odd and i would be very i would want to read the original novel sometime because it's it's just like balls to the wall 1950s science fantasy insanity that actually sounds uh, a little bit similar to one of my picks which is called the first knife it's by uh it's got quite an eclectic team of um uh creators actually so it's written by uh, simon roy and daniel benson drawn by artem trakhanov and uh oh, letters wow. by hassan otisman lahu um and it's got a pretty s- sort of similar world set up so it's kind of set in a far future north america and again kind of a lot of the place names have been sort of like mutated over time and it's uh you know these it kind of the artwork mix, mixes kind of native american um character designs with uh kind of like samurai stuff with um kind of like inca 
wear as well. So and they, you know, they kind of mix in kind of uh, Western garb uh, as uh, as well. And it's essentially about a uh, how do you describe kind of this cybergenetic warrior that's accidentally woken up by a an escaped slave and the journey that they go on together. I don't want to get uh, you know, too spoilery into it, but it's kind of ultra violent. It deals with uh, you know, themes of colonialism, slavery, revenge, and forgiveness, and yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a real kind of wild ride to kind of like go on. So the, I, I quite enjoyed. It. I only read that this week, actually, and it's uh, a comic I got from my um local library, and that's been published by Image. I I know all the names except for. I think I know Simon Roy and Artem Trakhanov, and then I remember seeing this when it first was solicited because the the first uh, issue has a cover by James Stokoe. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah, but I yeah. do love Artem Trakhanov. He's awesome. Yeah, it's I I I really enjoy the the art. This kind of like a roughness uh, to it, and especially the way that it's being inked and uh, coloured. There's you know sometimes you get line work that's kind of like straight. This is kind of more squiggly if you know what i mean kind of like there's more fluidity um mm-hmm. to it yeah i've read um i don't know if you read this uh seven deadly sins it was by tko like in their first launch when tko launched all no. their paperbacks oh i think i have read seven deadly sins i can't remember a, a western it. yeah it's a it's a western i mean i can't remember a ton about it i know it was drawn by yeah. artem Trakhanov and it was yeah gorgeous yeah so um what, what's what's your what's your next uh what's your next pick so Butcher Baker, the Righteous Maker. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to grab this off the shelf. So this is actually pretty old. I just got the hardcover and recently read it. Uh, I think it was like 2010s area, like early. Um, but uh, I'm looking at the date here. 2012, it seems. Uh, so it's Joe Casey as writer and Mike Huddleston uh, on art. Uh, same artist that did Decorum with Jonathan Hickman recently. And that's mostly what this book is. I mean, Mike Huddleston does probably 20 different styles in here. And it's absolutely gorgeous. If you look up anything by Mike Huddleston, I hope I haven't talked about this before because I kind of feel like I have. But it's insane. The The story is basically of a man who was designed in the in the glorious years of the United States. Probably it's probably a little post-World War Two because of the time period. But, you know, in the in like the, the 70s or the 80s or something, he's like an all American guy. He literally has an engine for a heart. And uh, it's just an insane, inane, honestly, uh, very difficult to understand story of him trying to just do one mission for, I think, 10 issues. And the real story is Mike Huddleston's art and the coloring. I think he he colors it himself as well, Mike Huddleston. And I mean, I would just look this up. I really, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you need to read the words on the pages. Because uh, Joe okay. Casey just likes to make like dick jokes and um, you know just very low brow stuff. It is funny, like that's kind of his thing. I do love Joe Casey, but I wouldn't say it's for everyone. Like if I were to recommend this to anyone around me that I I sometimes offer books to, they would they would hate this thing. There's not a lot of story <laughs> okay. there. There's a bunch of dicks everywhere. It's very strange. But the art, <laughs> I I mostly mostly bought it as an art gallery, and I think it stands up as that. And um, decorum by John Hickman and uh, and Mike Huddleston is also getting a hardcover, and that's going to be just okay. gorgeous. Okay, that sounds uh, 
interesting i think <laughs> not my most glowing review but <laughs> yeah yes yeah, uh, definitely there, there are some comics that you need to kind of check out um just for their their artwork even if the story isn't the strongest so i'm gonna uh so i've got two picks next and i'm gonna kind of bundle them together because they're both by uh ed brubacker so it's uh friday by um uh ed brubacker and i think i've written down martin martin and munster Violante and um, Reckless Destroy uh, All Monsters by Brubacker and the Phillipses. And it's just, you know, you know, Brubacker kind of at the height of his powers, really. So Friday is a... Uh, it's been pitched as a young adult graphic novel and it's about a team of teenage mystery detective solvers um kind of you know like scooby-doo so i got, got an advanced review copy of this which was missing the final chapter so uh, they're, they're forcing me to go out and actually buy a copy when it's released um in i believe november and yeah it's a fantastic uh uh comic it's you know, about this kind of team of scooby-doo detect teenage detectives and one of them goes off to college and returning to town to kind of like confront uh their partner about things that have happened in the past and it just goes off in wild directions the you know i think this is some of brubacker's strongest character work to be to be honest with you uh you know the characters are really well written really well realized and the the art is uh fantastic and the uh you know, the other book that i'm kind of bundling along with it reckless destroy all monsters is just another excellent reckless book uh just you know superb la noir uh put together and um i've actually recorded a review for uh, reckless destroy all monsters with um uh john schwarzert uh and that'll be coming out in a couple of weeks time well That's that all might have that might have already been released by the time this episode comes out but yeah so uh I, we we talk about that a lot um it's 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 a really good it's a really good book. I actually have a tie in because I read um, I'm trying to read everything by Brubaker and Phillips uh, yeah. and I haven't gotten to Reckless yet. I just read all of Killer Be Killed. I think it was 20 issues. <sighs> have you read okay, that? I've, I've not read that. No, he, he he's so prolific. Oh, it's man. hard to kind of like exactly. get hold of all of his stuff because you know, on top of like, you know, writing his his own comics, he's like writing Captain America and all these mm -hmm. other things <laughs> as well. So it's like hard he's, to keep up. Yeah, at least one graphic novel's worth out of him a month. And then he's got Friday digitally and he's got, you know, his old Marvel stuff. He's he's crazy. But this is, yeah. you know, I actually have opinions about this. This, this is probably the closest thing to a review you're going to get out of me this show. Yeah. Killer Be yeah. Killed, uh, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, Image Comics, beautiful giant hardcover of the whole, whole series. Uh, I mean, it sounds just like every other Brubaker comic I, yeah. I've reviewed, but it's excellent crime with... Uh, amazingly done, um, very consistent characters that evolve and change, but you always know who you're dealing with and you can kind of see what they're going to do because you're so familiar with them. And I don't know, I, ca I can't really think of any examples of how of a long-form story like this. This might be the longest Brubaker Phillips book because it's just 20 full-on issues. Um, okay. So That's you long. really get That's familiar long, yeah. with them. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's also, I won't spoil anything, but... Um, there is a supernatural bent to it, which they often don't do. They normally just straight uh, crime, at least in my experience. And yeah. there's a little supernatural, yeah. psychological 
it's definitely still just crime in my opinion, but um, yeah, it adds a little mystery to it when there's already so much tension with their with their crime books. But my biggest thing is that um, I mean, Phillips just absolutely destroys the book, especially the um, the fantasy element. There's a demon, I guess. It's the first issue. Yeah. It's not a really real spoiler. The way he draws the demon, you don't really get to see Sean Phillips draw a demon very often. And um, in the story, the main character's father was like a pulp, uh, painterly pulp, like cover artist for like old, you know, like sex novels and that kind of thing. And so Phillips is doing like paintings, like full on entire splash pages of like a, a beautifully rendered painting. It looks nothing like Sean Phillips's art. And uh, I don't. Yeah, you won't see that anywhere else. Yeah, it's that sounds uh, uh, really uh, that sounds. I, I love like that team. I think it's kind of like maybe one of the all time greatest uh, comic creation teams like ever. I think it's. I, I think it's kind of like up there with like Stanley and Steve Ditko and yeah, mm-hmm. all, you, know, all, um, you know, kind of all those kind of legendary uh, partnerships. So I guess it's my my pick next. And, and um, so my my next pick is uh, Toppy. Uh, to- I think I can't remember what what the, the actual proper name is, it, but I think it's the Toppy Collected Editions Volume Six, uh, Japan. Um, yes. It's just Toppy, and it's just beautiful, beautiful artwork. I really liked a lot of the stories uh, featured in this uh, as well. There's lots of samurai stories, lots of supernatural. Uh, stuff as well and yeah it's just toppy just yeah check it out really just for the beautiful artwork there's i don't think there's anyone uh that's currently active today that uh, illustrates the same way that he does so it's def- definitely worth worth checking out oh that's amazing i'm glad that you i haven't read um so i've got all one through six now and i'm on i'm about to get into five so i'll be on japan soon yeah Japan, Five is yeah, called the Japan. Eastern Path, so I don't actually know wh- how east we're going. I'm not sure what the area on that is. But... Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. What's uh, what's your next? I read um, a classic... Sorry, I was looking back at my bookshelf. My voice is probably gone. Uh, I read a classic Plastic Man run by Kyle Baker. Um, and I really haven't oh. been in the mood for superhero comics lately, but this is it's very strange. Have you seen it? I've, I've read reviews, but it's kind of one of those ones that come up in comes up in lists a lot about kind yeah. of like classic classic runs on um i don't I don't want to say unheralded characters because like plastic man's been over media for a very very long time but he's not kind of what you'd say a top tier superhero yeah. it's kind of uh it's kind of mentioned in the same vein as kind of like this, some of the animal man runs that you you hear about and like swamp thing and stuff like that it kind of redefines the nature of the character a bit from what i understand yeah definitely it sets up um i, I guess I didn't have any previous information about this. So I have no preconceived notions, but I'm pretty sure these are, he sets up his own supporting cast in this book that is then carried through, hopefully, uh, of all original characters. And it's basically just like full on cartooning. Like Car- Kyle Baker is a cartoonist. This is basically Looney Tunes, except for you have Plastic Man who can become anything. And so it's yeah, it's him lettering. I'm pretty sure him coloring and drawing and doing everything. It's essentially, yeah, it's Looney Tunes with Plastic Man and some really funny stories and some really absolutely wild stuff. I think everything I've been reading has been absolutely insane. I would recommend it if you're into um, comedy comics, because I think they're very hard to do to do a nice, a funny comic is, is a very difficult thing to pull off. And he doesn't always yeah. pull it off here. But I mean, there's upwards of 25 issues and it, one of them will land for you. You'll you'll laugh a lot at some point. There's there's stuff that actually made me laugh out loud, which comics can rarely do. 
because I think comedy yeah. is very hard to pull off on a, on a the panel structure. But one thing I will say is the hardcover is called the Rubber Banded Edition. So it's, it's like bright red and it comes with a black and yellow giant rubber band around it. So it looks like Plastic Man and it's super cute and all. Okay. You can't put an elastic rubber band on a bookshelf because it's so it sticks to everything and just will like destroy your other books. It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. So now I just okay, have like a big yellow rubber band if you want one or something. Yeah. <laughs> OK, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so um, that kind of sort of nicely leads into. um my next uh pick which is i think i'm i'm not too sure if i've talked about this before so um feel free to cut this one out if i have already talked about it, it's it's called um assholes by bram olgeid and the what's the name of the uh other creator so it's bram uh Olgeid and mika Stahl, and it's basically two tv personalities play a round of golf and it's hilarious it's kind of these two characters are absolutely awful awful human beings with hilariously uh disgustingly uh hilarious and disgusting opinions about stuff and they just they treat each other awfully they treat everyone they encounter awfully and it's just um yes it's it's hilarious that each each uh, hole on the golf course is kind of its own little uh, chapter where they have like conversations uh, about, you know, celebrity, their family, um, what's going on in the world and uh, that sort of thing. But yeah, it's the, 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 uh, the, the dialogue is hilarious. The, the, the gags kind of that, some of them are kind of some, some of the holes is just one panel gag. And then there, there will be uh, other holes, other chapters should i say where it's kind of like them having a, a long conversation about stuff so yeah that's highly kind of recommended for me if you're looking to laugh at um two hilarious assholes basically i'm looking at the art right now and it looks perfect for a, a comedy thing it's so simple yeah. and clean and the colors yeah. are like very pastel it looks yeah it's very 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 funny <laughs> very, honestly very, this looks hilarious funny. just from like the little thumbnails i'm able to see yeah, 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 and it kind of, it it does get a kind of a little bit meta as well because like the 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 I don't want to ru- ruin the joke, but there's a one uh one chapter where there's kind of like a note from the publisher, which I found was it just uh it had me actually laughing out loud. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. um yeah. So what's two what's good your, comedy um... books? It's like as, yeah. mu- as much as I've ever seen in one place. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what's uh what's your next what's your next pick? There's a bit of a change from the comedy. Uh, I started going through all my Berserk uh, manga, big uh, Ooh, hardcovers. Okay, yeah. And so that's a major undertaking because there's I have eight of them and they're gigantic. But um, I'm just going to talk about Berserk in general where I'm at. Obviously, Kentaro Miura passed away, I believe, while I was off the podcast for a few months. And that was awful. And so Berserk will never be finished. Um, and he was probably one of the most creative and talented artists to ever walk the earth. And I definitely see that with, with Berserk. It's absolutely glorious. It is, everything is rendered to absolute perfection. The amount of lines on the page is, is insane. I have no idea how one man could do that. I know they work with um, assistants a lot, manga artists do, but I'm, I'm sad that it will never be finished. I haven't read up to as far as it got yet, and I'm glad that there's more for me to read. It's just, I don't know if you've ever tried it, it's um I've never it's come very, across very dark fantasy. 
Yeah, kind of. Okay. That's kind of what put me off a little bit in terms of it just seemed like really ultra violent and yeah, uh, it is kind of that kind of uh, pessimistic and dark and yeah, I think. Yeah, and it, it, again with manga, I get quite intimidated with long-running mangas because I just think, oh, there's so much of it to kind of like get through. It's kind of the same reason why I'm, I've been put off like superhero comics because once you yeah. stop reading them, there's kind of like, oh my god, there's so much I need to catch up on. So yeah, that's yeah. But you know, I have when, that um, rule too. Yeah, where I won't read like you know One Piece or Naruto. Those things are like you know a hundred volumes. But for some reason, I saw these Berserk hardcovers, and I was like, I, yeah. can, I can make room for that. And I yeah. really couldn't. But um, yeah, yeah, it's a little, it's a little shorter. And manga reads like fast. You can read one of these, like I don't know, probably four to five hundred page uh, hardcovers in like a day because manga is yeah. just so decompressed. But um, you could spend twice it's... that long looking at his art for sure. Yeah, it's interesting you make that point. One of my um, favorite comic YouTube channels is Small Press Express, and he's someone who reviews uh, a lot, lots of indie comics, and he kind of makes the similar sort of point about the speed of the storytelling in in manga stories, where it's kind of like, well, just you know, because they're kind of producing these books uh, on a tight schedule, and they need to be kind of like published really quickly. Like the, the storytelling is streamlined. Whereas kind of a lot yeah. of, he kind of says in more Western comics, it's kind of like a lot of nasal, ga- na- nasal gazing, navel gazing, I think is the word I want to use um, <laughs> in terms of like trying to make everything kind of like look ultra fancy and um, all this sort of thing where kind of like manga art can be highly detailed, but they, they also use kind of a lot of slick storytelling tricks in terms of the number of panels that they're using and stuff like that, yeah. just to kind of get the, the, the story flowing really really clearly so yeah so that that might be something um i might i might i might start picking up um i mean i do say that i, I get intimidated by long-running mangas but i have read the entire entirety of the akira manga so it's kind of like oh uh, yeah yeah so it's uh yeah definitely it's, it's just sad that it's never going to be finished really um, i know i've read yeah. something that maybe one of his assistants is going to try but like that just looking at some of these pages if you were to look up like a big splash page of berserk you'd I don't think anyone can ever do that again. Yeah. It's so yeah. insanely unique. It's it's very I don't know who could ever pull that off, but I hope someone can. Yeah. But it's just kind of whether the story is going to be told in the way that he would have uh liked it to be told. That's the Yeah. That's the other thing. Um exactly. so I've got a couple of more on my list that I want to talk about. So it's kind of I say modern day classic, but it's, I don't know about that, but it's certainly a very popular modern uh, uh, comic. And that's uh, Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me by Mariko uh, Tamaki and yes. uh, Rosary Valerio O'Connell. And yeah, it is uh, something I, I really, uh, it's kind of like a, a young adult um, LGBTQI story about, learning how to value yourself and uh, how to navigate relationships and, you know, friendship and growing up and all that sort of thing. The art in this is gorgeous. And, you know, the the dialogue is kind of quite well uh, observed. Laura Dean is perhaps one of the most awful characters that's ever been written. (laughs) Certainly that I've read kind of, recently it's kind of you know she's a a poisonous human being and it just it frustrated me that um 
the lead character kept uh going back to it but it's kind of it is a story about um toxic relationships and how to navigate that space as well i that's very high on my list and you just knock it to the top i really need to read that yes it's it's it's, it's a it's a really it's 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 a it's a, it's a, it's a good book uh i'm not too sure i'm exactly the the target audience but i did kind of get something out of it definitely um as well all right i think this might be my last one you might have read this it's it it, it was a huge deal when it came out and i missed it uh the art of charlie chan hawk chai yes i've read it it's fantastic Yeah. yeah 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 it's an absolutely monster of a book it's it's so interesting yeah. how it covers the you know the culture impact um that uh hook chai had um the history of the country and kind of, yeah it's it's a brilliant biography i can't say enough good things about it yeah it's you'll get i mean you from sunny lou even without talking about the story you're gonna get you know six or seven different styles each of which he has mastered like the retro dot pitch classic comics oil things that look like a forlorn oil painting. He can do that. He can do the manga style. I mean, and this is, yeah, you're getting both a history lesson, a fictional biography of, I mean, I don't even really know how to describe the book because it's like, it's, it's like a bunch of genres at the same time where I found myself just learning things, but also like laughing at big robots and like, you know, you're reading partially some goofy old comics drawn by kids, um, but you're also yeah. learning about, you know, their upbringing and, and the history of the place that they were that they were uh, living in. And um, I learned a lot about like Singapore and Malaysia that I really didn't expect to. And it's it, it, it's very impressive how Sonny Liu pretty much did all of this by himself. Writer, artist created the idea. I mean, insane. Yeah, I think it, it, it to me, it kind of. It, it was definitely a labor of love. This is, yeah, it's obvious that um, he had a great deal of affection for Charlie Chokai and, you know, kind of, you know, he, the, the influence that he's had on, on artists in, in that reg- region. And, you know, a lot of the, the political history about Singapore was really fascinating in terms of like, you know, uh, yes, I, I, I do find like historical comics like that really interesting and kind of how in, in, in individual um, approaches that. And it kind of, it reminded me a lot of the, some of the biography uh, biographies I've read of um, uh, manga creators as well. Kind of when, when they're going through that sort of period of like discovering oh, what, what the limitations of this art form, what can we do with it? What stories can we tell and kind of all that sort of thing. So it's, it's I can't recommend it highly enough. It's really, really, fantastic uh, uh graphic novel oh yeah Can't, couldn't agree more just read it earlier this uh this month and yeah I, I was blown away i've had it sitting on my shelf for actually like a year and a half and i hadn't read it and it was yeah incredible a, a big book yeah. too you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a lot of time out of it yeah and yeah it's just interesting to see how the the the, the, the art styles develop and all that sort of thing as well so i think um my last pick is I don't think it's actually been released. Oh, it might yeah, it's uh, published in September. So this was another advanced review uh, copy that I uh, got, um, and it's uh, called "Dead Dogs Bite" 
by uh, Tyler Boss, and it's uh, it's a missing persons story set in a uh, small American town. So it's got very much those um, Twin Peaks style vibes. There's um, hints of supernatural elements that in it. It's uh, a detective story as well as a coming of age story. So kind of our main characters, um, uh, a woman called Joe and she's searching for her best friend. And there's kind of a lot of like wry humor about growing up in uh, a small place where everyone kind of knows each other, the weird idiosyncratic, uh, idiosyncratic relationships that the townsfolk have with each other. And, you know, there's lots of weird and wonderful oddball characters that, uh, that you encounter uh and yeah i don't want to give go too much into the uh, in spoilery ter- territory to this, um of the story but if you're a fan of like twin peaks and uh you know similar kind of horror inflected uh detective stories i think this is definitely something that'll be uh down down your street and then uh tyler does a superb job both with the uh writing and the art because he, he does double duty um on this one so yeah it's a beautifully put together book with uh great characters and and, and nicely written dialogue as well i did not know this existed and i'm looking at it right now and it looks amazing tyler did you read um yeah. four kids walk into a bank at all no i've not heard of it <laughs> okay so this so is the yeah. thing about talking to you because like you'll come you'll, you'll mention things that i've never heard of but yeah, I've not, I've not, um, I've not read uh, Four Kids Walk Into Walk Into a Bank. Uh, yeah, it's Tyler Boss on on art and Matthew Rosenberg on story. I mean, I won't go into it, but it was incredible, and it's the first time I saw Tyler Boss, and I haven't seen him since. Like, I've been wondering, uh, like, wh- what's going on? So that he wrote Andrew, a comic that I had yeah. no idea about. Yeah, it is incredible. I'm I'm so excited to read this. Did you? So you yeah. read the whole um story then, or just like the first? Yeah, issue? I've read the. So I read the entire four issue trade paperback collect edition. Oh. I got it um off of Edelweiss. So they had it they had it there. Um they've actually got a really nice description on the the dark it's pu- it's published by Dark Horse. Um it it kind of says it's Twin Peaks meets Ladybird, which I think is a fairly accurate description of it, sort of, a little bit. But yeah, it's kind of very much got kind of like that ladybird uh vibe to it. I well. wish I knew what Ladybird was. I love Twin Peaks, but I don't know what Ladybird Ladybird is. So, so Ladybird is one of those uh, indie films about, you know, kind of one of the quirky indie films about a uh, teenage girl trying to navigate high school. So it's okay. it's a little bit like that, but not really. But yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I am. Yeah, I'm sold just when the word Twin Peaks and just from Tyler Boss art. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um. Yeah, that, that you know, those are those are uh, my picks. Um, so yeah, we've, we we will attempt to kind of get back into semi regular service now, guys. Um, we've yeah, got, uh, some some fires in the pan, um, and yeah, we we'll, we'll try and release on a semi regular basis uh, now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've been gone, everybody. I am. Uh, it was a busy. It was a busy summer, but I'm back now, so... Okay, cool. It was awesome right. to finally talk to you about some comics. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've been missing out <laughs> a lot as well, actually. So, yeah, that's good.
Thanks for talking, man. Thanks for listening, guys. See you guys uh, next time.